This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Oh, man. Well, as you can see, there are no highlight clips because, quite frankly, there were no highlights in the game. There are no interview clips. There are no press conferences because... I don't want to hear what the fuck these guys got to say right now. Because until this team commits to their own strength, I don't see a good outcome. What about you? Well, I don't kind of agree with you. It's sad, sad, sad. It's a sad state of affairs in Cleveland because I'm looking at the stats and, you know, normally we don't do this on the intro, guys. But you know how many times the Browns ran the ball in that game? Yeah, well, at least in the first half, it was only four no, times. Well, yeah, but it was 24 total. times total. Oh, okay. One, With wow. Nick Chubb getting 91 yards and Dearness Johnson getting negative two. Okay. One first down and a field goal Listen, short. And somehow or another, I'm not getting this uh, statistically best offensive line in football. I'm not seeing it on the field. And I know we've been suffering with injuries, but so are all these other teams. In specific, the teams we're playing. Now, going in to play the Packers, right? And, uh, hey, they got one of their one of their better defensive backs. And, by the way, I should mention that the Packers' defensive backfield ain't in the elite um, category. So it's they got an elite quarterback, but they don't got an elite defensive backfield. And one of their best defensive backs is on the COVID-19 injured reserve protocol and probably uh, will not be available for the game. So it's a guaranteed so, win for us then. Cool. No, no, no. no oh, wait. No, oh, no. wait, 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 no. wait. Okay. Tell me no. how. Why, no. not? why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why? Would you like to know? Let me count the ways. Now, I, I can tell you this. Um, here, let me fade the music out. I'm already developing. You know, hey, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it is you do. Enjoy this time of year. Jeff is actually in town with me. Now, sitting here next to me, Jeff, say something yes, to the people. I'm, I'm here. All right. See? See? Told you. <laughs> Told you he's here. Hugh Hugh is in Cleveland, as he always is, our man on the ground. Holding it down in Cleveland town. Yeah, and 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 just so you know, Hugh, if you do make it down here. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, what the hell happened? You know, I hate myself sometimes. There we go. There we go. Get that out of there. And and if you do make it down here. There's still some pig ass and sweet cream there if you want it. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Well, I'll get gifts if I come down there. Gifts, lots of... No, pig ass and sweet cream, dude. Pig ass and sweet cream. 
Are you not hearing the music or the clips? I'm not not hearing anything other than your voices from the beginning. You suck, man. You're supposed to tell me that. Oh, I didn't. I thought that's how it was supposed to be. No, no, no. Why would why would I why would I do that to you? Why would I do that to you? I don't know what I've done now. I've totally screwed everything up. Oh, well, screw it. So I won't be playing any clips because there's no clips to play because there's not a damn thing Kevin Stefanski can tell me uh, that's going to make me feel good about this. The only thing to make me feel good about the Browns now is them coming out and putting it down. Okay? And, uh, you know, right there in the middle of it all, beating the uh, Green Bay Packers in, in Green Bay on Christmas Day. That would be a nice Christmas gift, but guys, I'm telling you, don't go to the sports book and start putting your money down on this one yet. Because yeah. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And and so while we might be able to score points on them, you know, we're coming in hobbled, doggone. Uh, what, 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 which uh, defensive lineman did we lose for the year to an Achilles injury? Oh, um, Tank McKinley. Okay. And Garrett had a strain, obviously, during the game. Right. Well, Garrett is playing. Garrett has a groin. And he said he's going to play through it, but Garrett, Garrett's going to be hobbled. But he said Garrett's words. And maybe this will be the only Brown I'll quote today. I I got no choice but to be great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to point out, I mean, I was going to let you guys pretty much get into what you, you get into um, as far as why you think we lost and, and what went wrong in the game. By the way, it was one of the boringest games I've ever watched. Well, I can tell you this. I can blow a couple of my previous theories on this out of the water and, and other people's theories on this, too. Well, it ain't Baker Mayfield because he didn't play. Right. Okay. Mullins played serviceably for serviceably. Third but and so but it ain't Baker Mayfield because he didn't play. Right. It ain't right. Kevin Stefanski because he wasn't at the game calling the plays. No. Right. So this is a philosophy. Is this analytics? Is this analytics telling you to allow the other team to dictate what your offense does? Yeah, because I mean, they took your whole listen, game. I understand when you call a play that you do reads. And, like, if the linebacker's dropping, we're going to throw it here. If the linebacker's coming in, we're going to throw it there. I understand that even on your attack lanes for your run, some things can change by reads, and those get called at the line. But this is clearly a philosophy that is they literally call plays seemingly against their own strength. Okay. And, you know, load the box on me all day long, and we're going to do our legitimate due diligence in running this ball because we're going to get you because we're going to wear you down. Okay? And they, the Browns proved that in the second half of the football game. Right. They put right. their heads down. They committed to the run. And you could see it in the fourth quarter. They just couldn't stop it. Well, I think until that last I think you're right. at getting a first down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you're right. It just seemed to me in the first – the criticism isn't something that you shouldn't have, but the first half they spent a lot of time 
slowly acclimating the third-string quarterback, okay? Which took away from the run when we should have been dictating, 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 even if they were stopping it. If ever there were a game where the Browns were going to emulate what the Patriots did earlier this fucking year in a a game where it was dictated by the weather, and that is they passed the ball three fucking times, okay? Listen, we did 10 times that. Our quarterback passed the ball 30 times. Right. Okay. And, and a lot of it was and let me tell you, complete ding. Let me tell you, the, 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 the people calling the game, the coaches that talked to the people calling mm-hmm. the game before the game said, this is going to be a Nick Chubb game. Well, how does Nick Chubb only have 23 carries and we pass the ball 30 times? I'm sorry, that is not a Nick Chubb game. No, somebody's full of shit somewhere. Well, and here's the other thing. I think the Browns are getting caught way too much in the fact that Nick Chubb gets stuffed early. So you go away from the run. You see, way back when, when you had a team that committed to the run, you may stop them in the first quarter. They might be averaging two yards a game. They're going to keep doing it. Eventually that two yards becomes four. And that actually started to happen. Okay. In in uh, in the past, coaches, great coaches, and specific one, Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. But if you checked in mm-hmm. in training camp, he'd give the famous, "Welcome to the Green Bay Packers. Here we run the Packers sweep. And when you get tired of it, we're going to run it some more. Right? Why? Because that's what we do." <clears throat> And it, and it makes it easier to, to pass when you have to. Well, what I'm, yeah, but you don't listen. All they got to do is load the box on you if you're the Cleveland Browns and they take you straight out of your game. And the statistics don't lie. Okay. And this year, we have regressed in our running game. We have not committed to our strength. We literally have hobbled our own selves. In many of these games, by dealing with the idea of a quarterback. Okay? Listen, I like Baker Mayfield, and I think he's perfectly fine for the purposes of what this team wants and needs to do. But the outside noise, they can say that the outside noise doesn't bother them, but they spend the entirety of their time, it appears to me, reacting to the outside noise. The controversy over Baker Mayfield is a manufactured issue, okay, when the team itself will not recognize its own strength and commit to it. Right. What I don't understand is most teams know that if they load the box, you continue to run, whether you get to line of scrimmage, get a couple yards. No, no. What I'm saying is why, if they know that. No. I, but Why? I don't agree. What I'm telling you is I don't agree. You, you watch football in the modern day, 2021 football, and if they load the box on you, about the only team I know that's going to run it anyway, and they haven't been because guess what? He's out for the season, is the guys that got Derrick Henry. Right. Well, I'll make a comment. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers at, do it. Okay. When, 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 okay. This year, this year, this yeah, year, the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021, when you load the box on them, they run anyway. You're telling me that. The Pittsburgh Steelers this year, you haven't been watching them. 
Yeah, I've been. Yeah, not not the Steelers job, this year. Not the Steelers this year. You're talking about the Steelers with Jerome Bettis. Dude, you're talking about the Steelers with a guy <laughs> that is proven. First of all, Maybe the Steelers don't Bell. even have that guy. Maybe Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Any any of the no, running backs they have. Bell, the other guy. The other running back they have that's really good. They have the rookie who's just fine, but they do not commit to him. They go away from him. They've literally lost games because they put the ball in Ben's hand and he couldn't get it there. Okay? I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, I, I don't agree. I believe this is a league trend. I don't think we're the Lone Rangers in the Browns, but this whole idea of analytics is changing the face of football and what we observe. And they are literally... Letting the defense dictate their offense. And statistically, they feel, for whatever the reasons are, that this is the thing to do. And if you're committed to analytics and analytics says do this, well, yeah. then you do it, right? Well, well, I will say this. Like, to even what you're saying, if even if you we take the take the, the Steelers do do that, right? And then Bill Belichick will do that, right? Those are all old older coaches you know what i mean they've played in the era where you do that okay the newer coaches are not doing that and teams are not doing things like that even in college you're seeing it's changing okay where in college if a team had a good running game they just run it down your darn throat the yeah. entire game okay college isn't even being played the that wishbone right wish i mean yeah. they just won't teams don't identify enough now um, you know, it's like one of my favorite running backs I used to love to watch. He just couldn't stay on the field very much was Fred Taylor, right? Yeah. And Fred Taylor was notorious for sitting there on Jacksonville, right? And they're getting stuffed, right? And he's not getting anything, right? And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Random play up the middle in the third quarter. And he breaks, he for, breaks a for 90 or for 70 something, 50 something yards, right? And now you got Fred Taylor's averaging four something yards a carry. It blows the game up, and for the rest of the game, he beats you down the throat. Okay, that's how the that's generally how running goes. And if you even look at it, even the the commentary was saying that's the kind of back Chubb is. You have yeah, to keep you at it. Get with them. Yeah, you have to okay. keep at it. You know, one of the backs that I will tell you, um, and and through numerous times, he did it to the Browns. Okay, and it, 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 this would happen all the time. It's actually who Chubb reminds me the most of, Ladanian Tomlinson. Tomlinson? I thought you LT. Were Jamal Lewis. No, LT. And LT, every time the, the Chargers would play the Browns during LT's time, we'd be stuffing him. We'd be stuffing him. We'd be stuffing him third quarter. God damn. Yeah. You know? he just blow it up. And because you're tired and he keeps going. And he keeps going. That's why right. I got a point. We only wished that Jamal Lewis had been that guy when he finally got to got us. Got to us. Yeah, yeah I know. Jamal yeah. Lewis used to do it historically to us. What? He had one of his biggest games of his career. Yeah. We'd sit there the first half of the game and just shut up his ass. And then the second half of the game rolls around. And it's like someone gave him a sensu bean or something. Okay. You know? so, <laughs> so so this morning I read an article, guys, and I don't have it in front of me. And I, I, I didn't flip it into my magazine. And I don't know where it's at now. And I don't really give a shit. But just to mention, here's the outside noise. Browns are going to be a major player in the Deshaun Watson Derby. 
That is such and, a Didn't bullshit. I tell you this at the beginning oh of the year when we were talking about this? And I said, the only guy that I can see in free agency that the Brown, I think the Browns would go, and want to get is Deshaun Watson. The only problem is, is if they trade for him before they know he's absolutely going to be able to play, I will be mad. No, oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. And again, this is not news coming out it of Cleveland. Happening. This is man, educated no. speculation by a notable NFL insider. Okay, all I'm saying is, Whatever. well, okay, but this is a guy that's not often <laughs> wrong. I don't know if you know who Albert Breers is, but Albert Breers makes predictive statements like this, and he's rarely wrong. Okay. No. I, look, I, read I so looked many at free agency, and it was what week three. I was looking, and I think we ha- we <clears> have <throat> that because I did on the show. I was like Deshaun Watson, but the only problem there. with it is no one will make that trade until they know he can play. Right, and with the yeah, outstanding cases, it can't happen. I've said read so many articles that it ain't happening. No, it, it, well, happen. it ain't happening now. But that doesn't just say anything about March. Okay, <laughs> now is now. March is March, okay? And there's a whole lot happens between now and March, and none of us knows what that is, okay? Now, all I'm telling you is if Deshaun Watson clears his legal difficulties, it could be an issue, especially if, oh, by the way, more quarterback news here, Browns coach Kevin Stefanski anticipates Baker Mayfield playing on Saturday against the Packers. So if Baker Mayfield comes out and shits a brick against the Packers, and he's the reason you lose the game. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but but it's you can't say it can't. It won't. Right? Now, I, I'm telling you, I really, after, hope, I really that, hope it doesn't. I, we all hope it doesn't. That's not the point of this discussion. Okay, this the point of this discussion is if Baker Mayfield, after an additional two weeks of rest because he's been on COVID, comes out and plays like shit. Okay, yeah, been Wait, no. out, not practicing. Hugh, listen to what I'm telling you because it doesn't matter. Nobody is making excuses for quarterbacks. Oh, but he didn't practice. You're supposed to stay ready. That's your job. Okay. Mm. Hey, mm, nobody, nobody gives anybody other other quarterback any excuse. Yeah, well, they definitely give Baker an excuse at all. They ride him like. But what I'm telling you is this: if Baker Mayfield comes out shits a brick, and is the reason that you don't matriculate into the playoffs this year or is perceived to be so by team management, you're going to have a problem on your hands come March if, uh, if, if uh, no pun intended, if Deshaun Watson clears legal waivers, if you will. Because that's the only thing holding him up from being a Miami Dolphin right now. I don't think it's the only well Miami, yeah. I don't, but with us, it's actually what we would have to pay him. Uh, there's other things. No, I mean, the Browns are anxious to pay a franchise quarterback franchise quarterback money. They're not sure if they got one now. Okay, you got to give Baker 2022 to know that one way or the other. Really, you do. But, but then, okay, but then you're at the end of his contract, and then he can walk on you. 
or you have to franchise him and pay him the kind of money <coughs> you didn't want to pay him. Okay. That, you, okay. It, it, it doesn't work for the Browns to not know who fucking Baker Mayfield is right now. It doesn't work for it. It doesn't work for Baker Mayfield either. Now, let me ask this: Did they pick up his fifth year? They picked it up, right? Yeah, that's next year. Yeah, so they gotta pay. I mean, they gotta play him. Am I right? No, you don't have to play him. They don't even have to pay him if they cut him. <clears throat> listen, listen to me, and listen to me good. Let Baker Mayfield come out and play like shit for three weeks in a row, and we miss the playoffs, and you tell me what happens. Okay, I'm, I'm going to... I don't no. see that happening, but yeah, I get you. I, I, I'll say this, because I said, basically said this beginning of the season, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baker's going to play, okay? Mm-hmm. It's Baker's contract year, okay? For Baker to sit, he literally has to think himself out of it, and... The, the hard cold facts for most people, okay, and we've been saying this before, is Baker has not, you want to say he's playing bad? The numbers show he is playing 88.9 quarterback rating Baker. And if you put 88.9 in the league right now, okay, it's better than Jam- Lamar Jackson. It's better than half of the darn league, okay? So mm-hmm. you ain't sitting him. It's not happening. <clears throat> people all let me sit, but it's not going to happen. Okay. Even when you saw Case Keenum come in, that's his peak peak of performance. The game that everybody oh he went out there and won. He had an eighty nine quarterback rating. That's like what Baker's been the whole season. Okay. So Baker's worst. He Baker has had one game that's been like under that this year, basically. Okay. Oh, J C Treader, J C Treader, another offensive lineman on the Colvis list. And he yep. is not going to be available for the game. Okay. Fun, fun, but, fun in the sun, sun, sun. But back to Baker, he's going to play. He has to play him way out of it, his way out of it. If we do not make the playoffs, Baker has no speaking power to the contract that he wants to have. Okay? That is the imperativeness of making the contract. I mean, of making the playoffs. Okay? So, I don't believe Baker's going to come in and try to stink it up. That's even more reason well, that me, if he does, that there may be something to look at. So let okay. me, let me, I, I don't think he's going to either. I think, and, and, and I'm going to, I want to couch this by saying if Baker plays on Saturday, because everybody's saying they're confident that Baker's going to play, but let me give you the real deal. And this is Kevin Stefanski answering the question on, Quarterback Baker Mayfield remaining on the reserve COVID list if the team still expect Mayfield to start on Saturday and if the team will coordinate separate travel plans for Mayfield if the quarterback does not test out tomorrow in order to join the team. Obviously, Stefanski says, like we have said, day to day, taking this day by day. Tomorrow, we'll see if he tests out and is available to be with us tomorrow. If not, we will take it to Saturday. If he is as healthy as he has been and he is cleared and ready to go, then I anticipate him playing. That is a very qualified statement. Right. I I will make one good point. Okay. All the critique we're giving Mullins was surprisingly. Oh, I got no problem going with any of our three quarterbacks in terms of this offense. If this offense, my problem is, would you please call this offense and not try to be somebody you're not? Okay. 
and I wanted to get to what my actual critiques uh-huh. for the game. The game was called How It Is and whatever, okay? But we had some key moments to me that could have changed. A lot of drop balls. Okay, we had a lot of drop balls, but for me, these were, were big things. Number one, our last run that ended our ended our down and had us punting with Chubb, okay? They ran that off tackle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he gets the number 90 just kind of fell on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the play there. I, yeah. If that was an off tackle, I'm trying to remember correctly. Did we have a fullback on that play? Or was it just single so. back back? I okay. Think it was so it back. wasn't even off, off it wasn't even what I was thinking. But basically the way the play was designed, he he ended up trying to wait for a block and he just got fell on. Okay, yeah. number nine. You watch the play. Number nine comes behind him. Basically, just falls on him. He's a big dude. It just falls on him. So, okay. It was like Zaza Pachulia falling over on Westbrook? Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. Falling <laughs> over so, so, now, what I was what I was thinking and what I was hoping they did on that play is just run like a sweep and just let him beat the guys to the edge. Right. Okay, they were already tired. You see, they're getting tired. I'm like, you know, that's all you got to get. Chubb can speed that to the edge, you know what I mean? Yeah, baby. Um, and that's what I was hoping they did. Instead, they they run a play where he has to wait for a block to develop because that's basically what that play right. is. You wait behind the the on a the, team that's been loading the box all day long and stuff in that very fucking play, right? And then number okay. ninety basically comes behind the play and just falls on him. That's what happened. He comes behind behind the all the blocking and falls on Chubb. Like the play was just, I was like, "That's the play we ran right there." I, I, I will say this: I, I, I was very hopeful. I was very enamored with the play in the second half. I was. Listen, that game was two different halves of play with an off shit at the end. Okay, the first half, I could have just gone down on the field and and cussed a Alex Van Pelt out. Okay, what in the fuck are you doing? Okay, second half, they come out, they stop the Raiders on their opening drive, get the ball back, and start matriculating the ball with a good mix of run and pass. Right. Okay? You know, the short stuff and the handoffs to Chubb. And it was working. It worked so much that we took the fucking lead, albeit by a point. I'll take that, right? Right. But... When I saw we took the lead and there was what like three thirty-five left, I'm like, you know, we're screwed because Carr is literally one of the best quarterbacks active in the NFL right now in terms of the amount of fourth quarter comebacks. All right. There's absolutely, I don't think anybody else in the league statistically still active that has more of them. Okay. And you're probably right. Well, it, the, the, the Raiders get themselves in a place where he has to where do it more often. Right. Him. Now, what I'll, what I'll get into, because I said I had two critiques. Mm-hmm. My second critique is after that happened, okay, Garrett second half finally starts getting penetration. Right. We even had one where when Carr throws that interception, if you notice, Garrett is coming off of a block right in front of his face, creating pressure. Right. Has his hand almost 
So, so are you ball. taking issue with the fact that they blitzed? Yeah. Here's my problem. And I think it's no, and I think it's a reaction. It yeah. was a game, it was a reaction by our coaching staff. So it's not like they didn't notice. Garen obviously suffered a strain, right? Yeah. So he the push stopped. Uh, if you notice, Garen's yeah. push stopped. He couldn't do yeah, it anymore. He couldn't get off. Okay. Of yeah. So to replace our rush that we were losing, because Garrett wasn't getting a sack, but he was putting pressure on Carr to either have to move around in the pocket, yeah. okay, or release that. The whole reason the interception happens because Garrett made him release that ball, okay, high, okay, because he had his hand up, yeah. and when he had to release it, okay? Right. Pressure created that interception, okay? If you could credit a guy with an interception because of what he did, it'd be Garrett, okay? Right, right. Now, the pressure stops, right? So what do we decide to do? We'll replace that pressure with blitzing. Okay. Right, but then we're but leaving the man a open. man open. He, and so, my problem with it was this: we had just previously stopped them on downs from coverage. Our coverage okay. just started to get good. Coverage. We and, had a coverage. But here's set, the problem, basically. And here's the problem on the game losing play, if you will. If you'll remember the very play before it where they'd gotten the completion and gotten to that same 30. Maybe it was two plays before, right? right? But they got called back on the hold. Yeah. We sent we what? sent one, and we left the guy open. The same fucking guy catches the, the ball, ball in the same fucking place. I know. Okay. My like, problem is, like, we, we blitzed three yeah. straight times. It's and then, like, like, here's my problem. We blitzed three straight times. We get burned, right? Then we get burned again. It gets called back. And then what do we do? Hmm, are we going to play coverage this time? Or are we going to blitz? We'll blitz again. And we blitzed again. And I'm like, are you joking? And it'd be different. It'd be different if this was in the character of our team. No, we don't blitz. Exactly. We are like the least blitzingest fucking team in the goddamn world. That's what was okay. killing me. I was like, now we never blitz. The only time we blitz, you see Oso Colmore go in there, and he usually gets a sack if we do it, right? Yeah. And now we're just a can't figure out that we don't need the blitz motherfucking team in the world to just play. Co Our coverage was shit the whole game until the second half, the end of the third, going into the so, fourth. So, and, and then our coverage starts finally and playing the good. And then, so we're then like, the only thing we got left is to try to ice the kicker. And he actually gets the field goal better the second time. So it's like, fuck it. You know, you're done. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I just the icing worked on us, but it didn't work on them. Right, right. Okay. So okay. all I'm saying is my two critiques are the game is called how it is and you get in a position. Okay. And the two things I'm sitting here and I'm like, we gotta be running Chubb to the edge so he can pick up these last few yards. Don't let have him trying yeah, to run through you these get, guys. You get that first the speed. Down. Dude, you get that first down, you're taking knees. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chubb's got the speed. I'm like, just run him to the motherfucking edge. Let him just run and dive, stretch out, get that shit. You know what I mean? Nope. We're going to try to run Chubb through the shit to get the yards. And I'm like, e you got this amazing back. Let him. Did you need some of this for your no. key? Let him be who he is. You know what I mean? So he's running through the. Okay. You, you, you do that. You do that, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get off of that and we go from that blunder, right? Because to me, that's a blunder. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then we go on defense and it's like, our, our secondaries just started playing well. 
They spent all this game. We got new guys in there. They're, they're finally, it looks like they got it together because Carr didn't have anybody to throw to before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to throw the ball away finally. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they, they're getting on it. Nope, we're going to blitz. Yes, Garrett's, we get no pressure from Garrett, but dude, you have to like We needed deflections, okay? We didn't right. even need big-time stops. We just needed containment. Instead, we were allowing... This wasn't a situation where you had Steve Young throwing six yards out of bounds every time and you just couldn't stop him. No, they were picking up 15 and 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They were getting first downs on first down. Right. You know, it was like, no, it was absolutely... To honest to goodness, it was disgusting. It made me want to. It made me want to say, you know, fuck the Browns. Um, and and I don't want to do that. I want to have faith because I'm preaching. Listen, have a little faith, Browns and Baker Mayfield. Forget it, Browns fans. Forget what the rest of the world is saying about your guy. Your guy is good. Okay, and you know, listen, good guys have bad days. Good guys have bad weeks. Good guys have <clears throat> bad seasons sometimes. And listen, right. The Browns are a team that won seven games last year by seven points or less, okay? Most teams that have a disproportionate amount of wins by seven points or less and they make the playoffs, they regress that next year. Because while the Browns were like, Seven and one. I'm sorry, they had eight games and they were seven and one in those games. Right. That were decided by seven points or less. This year, they're four and eight. Okay. So if you want to know the difference in the Browns, the difference in the Browns is an expected and normal statistical regression for teams that get in by winning a majority of their games by less than seven points. Right. All right. It's you can go back. Uh, I think they can go back like 50 years on this stat and teams that get to the playoffs with this disproportionate amount of wins, seven points or less, regress the next season. Right. OK. Right. And we are not the exception to that rule. Clearly. No, no. I just think it's not enough trust or identify identification in what you have. Okay, like I said, the the <laughs> sitting there with Chubb, right, and saying I'm saying like speed him to the edge, let him yeah. out, run the defense, pick up those two three yards, right? Uh-huh. Instead of having him run through, that's an identification thing. You have to say, yeah, my back can do that, right? To do that, mm-hmm. to be able to do that, turn the corner just enough to do it. Because all you got to do on that play mm-hmm. is block just <clears> enough for him to round Look, the corner and stretch out. I was watching a, a film the other day, and this was Peyton Manning evaluating a random game. I can't even remember who they were playing. It was Joey Burrow. And and it was he took 30 plays from the game and analyzed them, right? right. Look, he got 50. He got 15 plays in half halfway in. He says, okay, I'm going to get to some plays that actually turned out good now. Okay. But he was literally showing the read and everything that was being done and how, you know, getting Jamar Chase, getting that guy that Joey Burrow already had chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think it is incumbent upon the Browns to get somebody that Baker Mayfield has chemistry with. I think his and I think his name is well, I think his name is Hollywood Higgins. Okay, I've been I've been I've been on this like people Jones is good. 
Yeah. I'm not even arguing that People Jones' raw talent might be higher than Higgins. Oh, it is. Okay. But Higgins has always been, okay, since the, Baker's been on this team, that guy yeah. that somebody gets injured, Higgins is there. And, and Higgins and somebody got show injured, out. Higgins is there. And Baker Mayfield and Higgins show out when Higgins is on the field. And But Higgins hasn't been out there. They won't put him out there. No, it's almost like, listen, and I heard a number of discussions about this from a number of people, and it's like, you know, maybe it is the player because this is three coaching staffs now who the three quarters of the way through the season, Rashard Higgins disappears. Yeah. And, and my thing is, I thought maybe he might be playing bad, but I'm looking, I was like, no, he's not no, on it's the not. field. No, he's pissing somebody off in the locker room. He's, he's not pissing on the coach field. off. He's, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I heard, to not get uh, on the, the field, something, something's happening, and obviously <clears throat> we don't know. The most. The most recent thing that happened is he went to do a commercial instead of doing attending a charity yeah, event. Yeah, but that, okay. But why? So how? And why no, are you going to no, use you that? Don't, you and, don't sacrifice your season. You don't sacrifice a receiver that your quarterback has chemistry with over a fucking <clears throat> charity event he didn't go to. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. I don't buy it. Okay, there's more to it. Okay, we don't know what it is, and I'm not going to speculate, but I can tell you three separate coaching staffs have done the exact same thing with Richard Higgins at the exact time you need him the most. Okay, I'm sorry. My only thing and my only critique, and I noticed that early in the season, Mm -hmm. even when you guys remember when we were talking about Mm -hmm. uh, trading um, OBJ, you guys were like, People Jones, he'll be in there. And I was like, yeah, but I mean. I, I really expect Higgins to really get a lion's share yeah. of work out of that. Yeah. <clears throat> the reason why is because, and, and I noticed the thing with people, Jones, he has more explosion. Okay. He has more physical. Oh my gosh. Yes. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a range. He's a very tall receiver. He right. can go up. He look like the one ball that he did go up and, up get. and get. Right. Okay. So he's the, I see the talent and possibilities mm-hmm. there, <clears throat> but Higgins has always been sure hands. Okay. Absolutely. And that's what I think the team is missing right now. It's sure hands. What, what can okay. possibly be enough of a reason not to have him on the damn field? Well, I don't this, okay. So you understand my point. My conjecture is simple. I have no I'm not going to speculate as to what it is. I'm going to say what I heard somebody else say. So it's not original thought here, but you know, maybe it's not the team. Okay, you know, you could fault the team if it's the same coaching staff, three separate years that are doing this. But if somehow or another, a player that you clearly need, okay, is not available to you and there are no health issues, there are there's it's he's problematic in some way that the coaches, the people responsible for putting the team on the field, believe and that keeps him off the field. Well, I don't know what they consider problematic about him, but it is what it is. Um, oh, by the way, total offside. Not even football here, but I just noticed this on my computer. You know, Apple's people, people, people wonder why you should use an Apple computer over a Windows computer. Because look, my computer just now, if I was to forget I would know that tomorrow is Christmas Day. There you go. There you go. See? <laughs> just right out of that, right out of nowhere it just sent that to me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 
You just got to trade. These motherfuckers get them really loud, too. Okay. <laughs> Remember when we used to get the flyovers hey. with the helicopters? Yeah. Okay, now we got trains. Now we got trains. <laughs> we got well, trains. My experience hey, with the computer. That's a quiet one. That that's a quiet, quiet one. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a quiet one. My, my experience with a computer recently, because uh-huh. I was even talking to Jordan, uh-huh. my brother, and... Um, he was like, yo, Windows 7, Windows 11, you know what I mean? Free upgrades. So, yeah, stuff, stuff good. And yesterday, somebody was talking to somebody about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. We're going to do this. So I get, I get it together. I'm doing it. Windows pops up. It's like it tells you what drivers you need to, programs you need to maybe in, uninstall. It's like, yeah, this mess is not going to work. So, mm-hmm. you know. so I was like, okay, cool. I go about getting rid of it. And it's something to do with... uh um, video box or something. One of those Android emulation apps. But yeah. The, the program gets stuck there, and you the permissions are off. You can't delete. Yeah. Like you're going safe mode. Delete this and stuff. So I go through all this stuff. I'm like, there's already more than I wanted to go through. Yeah. I <laughs> so I get that. I do it. I get it going. And I'm like, okay, Windows got it together. Everything should work. They're letting you know what won't work and stuff. Get in there. Get it all done. My entire, all my sound is broken. Everything just I can't hear anything. Nothing works. Not a darn thing works. It's all broken. Everything else seems to be good except for that. So I go through. I start looking stuff up. I all night. What did it end up being? Okay, so (laughs) I go through all this fixing, all this safe mode, and then eventually I'm in safe mode. I'm just one thing after another. I'm like. Like a scientist here, just yeah. changing one little Try thing, seeing how yeah. it works. Uh-huh. One little thing, seeing how it works. And I got to restart back in the safe yeah. mode every time. And safe mode's not easy with Windows 11 because you have to hold shift when you restart. You can't do it. Yeah, from the there's no menu ridiculous. that pops up and says I know, it's safe stupid. mode. I'm like, yeah. there's no, I can't. Oh, you, you're killing me. This is taking like two times longer for me to do this mm-hmm. because of this. So I finally get in. I get in there. I'm like, it won't identify because i'm using my audio receiver now and it won't even identify i have an audio receiver and the way windows 11 is it won't use any of the let you change any of the filtering and the way sound works unless it identifies that that thing can do it and i'm like oh god this is ridiculous so even the so the fact it can't recognize that i can't just like force it to do it because it won't do it so finally i plug up because it to do setups and stuff on the mm-hmm. receiver, you can plug in a monitor to it. Yeah. And I just have the the HDMI pulling the audio in. So I plug the monitor up to it and it's like, I recognize it. I was like, now before, right, mm-hmm. I installed Windows 11, 10 did the opposite. If mm-hmm. I had that plugged in, right? Yeah. And it was like, okay, the audio receiver is trying to use a monitor. It would flip the audio all crazy. I have to have it unplugged for it to recognize it properly and just say, okay, oh, that's your audio receiver. Uh-huh. So now it's doing the opposite. Now it's like, no, you got to have that shit plugged in. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, so, God, so kidding me. It sounds to me like what Microsoft has done here is emulated Apple in one area where they really never should have. And that's like going to safe mode. Yeah. If you want to go into some kind of diagnostic mode or safe mode on the Apple, you got to hold this down and this down and this down while you reboot. And then you got to let it go as soon as you see this. Or then, it, you know, it's like, oh, right. fuck you. Um, but 
the problem with Windows always has been the 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 hyper fragility of drivers. You know, they work really good in the environment they were developed in, but if you change that environment, that that being maybe one little Dynalink library some fucking where. Obviously, it can yeah. change a lot. I just had it yeah. flip its script on me. One wants yeah. to do that, and the other is like, no. Yeah, but anyway, so that's how good the Browns are. We've devolved. I was just going to say. Windows. Yeah, that's how good the Browns are. <laughs> well, that should, you know what this should tell you? What I just explained, right? You can have the same thing, okay? The same players, right? Because the driver is the player, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? You put it in a different environment, Right? And things can just flip all over the place, all different kind of ways. Okay, okay. So we got we we got some of the same players this year, and I think they're playing the same way. Okay, okay. And our environment has to get back to what it was last okay. year. Okay, so, so things can take culture. off the way. It Here's was. my my one. I want everybody to take this away from this podcast. Anybody that's listening, at least this is Paul's opinion. All right, you know how. <clears throat> A few years back, Kyle Shanahan guided his San Francisco 49ers to the Super I mean, I'm sorry. Dan Quinn guided his um, Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, right? And they were up 28 to nothing at half or something like that, right? It was ridiculous leading. You know, hell, Atlanta fans the world over were celebrating at halftime. And, and and guess what they did? They lost, right? They lost to the Patriots, and they lost because of one thing. Those people that are committed to this analytics form of football, right, are very committed to it, okay? Right. And they are going to do what the analytics tells them to. And the analytics told the Falcons to play prevent, okay, and to basically, why, I don't know, but continue to play like you didn't have a lead and keep throwing the ball down the field and stopping the clock. I'm not sure why analytics told him this. Okay. <laughs> but but that's what lost the game for him because they didn't burn any clock. They were giving the ball away after three and outs because they passed three times. I right? think uh, uh, part of what we're doing though, is we're, we're getting at least before this last game getting, too conservative and not no we're not getting conservative at all we're not getting conservative we're doing what the analytics tells us to and then we're not executing you can call that conservative but when they should run when they should run and they don't and they pass and then that pass is incomplete that's not conservative it's stupid it's I mean, uh, uh, Baker has been I forget the exact interview but he alluded to it he 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 was complaining about playing too conservatively well, in the second half. Yeah, but but until Baker elevates his play to a point, him saying that sounds like trying to justify why he's not playing as well as he does. Right. But he was directly <clears throat> saying it's play calling is what okay, he was saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So until Baker elevates his play, him How saying play? that, him How- saying. Him saying that sounds like him trying to make excuses. So Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield doesn't need to come to press conferences talking about play calling. 
So how does the elevators play without the proper plays? Yeah, but it's all perception. It's, it's perce- I'm trying it's to tell you this. Until Baker Mayfield is perceived as playing at his potential. You know, if Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, my coach is a bonehead calling stupid fucking plays. They'll look at it. They're going to they're gonna pay what attention. Will, but what they will also say, any <clears> one will <throat> say, is that, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play. This is why they're going to be, okay, Aaron Rodgers might be leaving. See, the perception in this Baker may be right, okay? But the position it'll put Baker in is that, well, Baker, you're going to have to go somewhere else and prove that. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's the only thing you can get out of that. You, The coach is going to call what he wants. You can't. Let, let me just ask change. you something. Let me, let me just ask you something. And, you know, listen, Bill never had the problem in New England because he found Tom Brady. All right? Right. But what was Tom Brady's strength? Tom Brady's strength wasn't being at odds with Bill Belichick, was it? It was doing exactly what the fuck Bill said to do. And he did it so long, now it's second fucking nature to him, and he took it somewhere else. Yeah, but Bill's Bill, and Kevin ain't Bill yet. But that's not the point. The point is is that if, if Baker Mayfield wants to remain a Brown, he needs to, one, play better, and two, get with the fucking program and if you want to change the program, that's great. And you should have those discussions internally. But if you're going to try to manipulate your coach and policy and play calling through interviews and press conferences, you're going to be gone. Right. Well, that might be true. That might be true. But what? I mean, he's just saying what we were all thinking. OK, anyway, I'm just saying. But, but I'm saying, OK. Kevin Stefanski can't fire you, Hugh. That's what I'm saying. I was about to say this. If I'm at a job, right, and my boss comes to me, he's like, hey, I want you to do such and such. I can even say to him, you know, that's not going to work. He's like, no, I think we're going to be able to pull it off such and such, right? I can say, um, hey, you know, to myself, basically, I can say, hey, I'm going to do what this guy says. I'm going to do exactly what he says, okay? When it does not work, okay, I'm going to go to him. Like, I told you that it wasn't going to work. I did exactly what you wanted. Did I not? Show me where I did something wrong. Okay. And then if I did something wrong, it's like, okay, I'll try to do that better next time I'm going to get that right. Right. Do it exactly right. the way it wants. And then when it doesn't work, go, hey, it didn't work again. Yeah, I, I agree exactly with you the guys, way you want. That's, one- you have to do it that way. There, you mean you can't. Baker has to have the attitude. Stefanski, Stefanski wants to play. There's such and such. I don't really agree with this philosophy. I'm going to go out there and do it, though. I'm going to go do it to the T. Right. I Do it to the T. It doesn't work. Then you have a, a then you can say, hey, look, let's work with each other. We got to change this. You know, I want to do this a little bit more because this obviously is not working. Even if I do it correctly, it's not working. You know, I agree that 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 it wasn't the brightest thing to do. But on the other side, flip side of the coin in general, this idea that players got to keep a lid on it all the time is bullshit to me. Well, I don't think they have to keep a lid on it all the time, but I mean, everybody going bad. Right. Everybody nowadays is their brand, right? Right. My brand, my brand, my brand. It's, it's the reason why they feel they have to talk, right? Because the brand, the brand. Yeah. Your brand, right. Is that your brand won't evolve any, what coaches is going to take Baker on, 
if if the only thing is going to be about play calling. It's only going to be the one that believes in him, right? That calls the type of game that he they think he can flourish in, right? Right. You you won't be willing to adapt Baker to a new system that you're like. Will he work in this? Now, do am I one of those people that think Baker won't get something else to pass Cleveland? No, I think somebody will kick him up quick. Well, check this out. Okay. I just wanted to interject this. I'm you guys know who Mike Florio is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's Mike Florio in in an article. Will the Browns make a play for Deshaun Watson? Baker Mayfield's status feels tenuous from both the perspective of the team and the player. The Browns could be ready to look for an upgrade. Mayfield could be ready to find a new destination. The the contexts continue to be Mayfield's unsettled contract situation, which consists of one more season, his fifth-year option, at $18.8 million. A second contract that carves out a second-tier could be more could be in order for Mayfield. As recently observed on PFT Live, however, second tier also means second rate. Is that what the Browns want? Because if you if you lowball Baker based on performance, and by the way, they could justifiably so. Yes. Okay. If you lowball him, you're saying we don't have an elite quarterback and we're not going to pay him elite money. And then you admit to yourself you have a second-rate quarterback. And is that is the rest of this roster deserving of that? So the Browns either need to get behind Baker Mayfield or get off of Baker Mayfield. I do know that. But if they're going to be behind Baker Mayfield, they need to be behind him. They need right. to go on and pay him like they believe in him. And he needs to play like he's earned yeah. that. See, Because even be. if they pay him, if right. they, they sign Baker tomorrow, on a hundred million dollar extension, right. they can cut him anytime they want. And okay, I want to remind people: mm-hmm. we look at you look around the league, okay, and you even look at guys who have lingering contracts. Right, there have been guys who have got paid contracts that we thought they shouldn't, and they never took a team to the playoffs. Okay, it would be it it would be very interesting and comforting to see them go all out in this game. Like they did in 2020. Well, let me tell you, the one like thing they don't they can, have the tools. The one thing that can save Baker Mayfield is go three and zero the rest of this year. Yeah, no, yeah. yes. Well, I want to point out a guy right now who's actually performing fairly well. He's on the team that um, I think is playoff bound. If I if I'm correct, where he is, Tannehill. Oh yeah. Okay, Tannehill. Well, with what, a win, did they win last night? I, I, I'm not sure. Well, with a win, they would have taken the division. I was over. driving. Okay. Look. Do you know who won the game last night? 49ers or the Titans? I, I did not watch that game. I wasn't oh interested in it. But to the point, though, Tannehill, right? He's in Miami. Tannehill wouldn't take in Miami to the playoffs. No. Did Tannehill get paid? Yeah. You know why Tannehill was in Miami so long and got paid? Because Miami knows if you have a middle of the tier or even top 10 at some times, top teetering, top 13, he's the 13th best, he's the 8th mm-hmm. best sometimes. He's one of those guys that has it because Tannehill is one of those guys that have an amazing game and then he'll go have a really bad one. Okay? Yeah. 
You don't pay that guy? Yes, you pay that guy. Baker is not in the position not to get paid as much as everybody wants to critique him and be like, oh, you gonna pay him that much? Yes, they will pay him that money. You know why? Because if you have a top 15 quarterback, he'll get paid money. Um, if they don't pay him, somebody else is gonna pay and him. And Tannehill and the That's Titans right. did in fact win 20 to 17. Because of uh, that right there. Tannehill, right? That's what you need. That's all you need to get to the playoffs. And, the t- and by the way, the headline is Tannehill leads Titans to Thursday night football win. I'm, listen, the Browns have won some games this year. They've won half the games they've played, right? Right? Correct? Right. Hugh? Okay. Now. Right. The How many of those games would the headline read Mayfield leads Browns to win? Not half of them. Yeah. Well, and I think that is, I don't want Cleveland, okay, to fall into the media <clears throat> hole, okay? Deshaun, with the Deshaun Watson looking on, from a football, I only am talking about only talking from a football perspective, okay? is not a bad thing, okay? If you get him and he can play. Okay? Right. Now, but you also have to consider this dude is going to have not played for a whole year. Well, okay? this, this much is don't, true. But there's something cooking up under the hood when it comes to the subject of Baker Mayfield. And I'm talking about with this team because first you had OBJ's daddy. <clears throat> but And by the way, it got quiet real quick after that. But Kareem Hunt's dad come out and said, Baker's scared to throw the ball. Now, you know, that shit got suppressed, okay? Right. Because after you heard it, you didn't hear much more about it. But shit like that is happening. And when shit like that's happening, shit ain't good no. behind the closed I'll door. I'll tell you why. You don't want to know why? Why? Because on paper, the Browns should have been one of are one of the most talented actual teams in the league. Okay? Mm-hmm. They they really are. On paper, they they just got too much not to be in the playoffs. Okay? Right. Okay, you you're you're you'll be in the situation that the Chargers were a long time ago. Where on paper you're the best team in the league, but you're not winning heals everything, guys. Win okay. three games and get in. Okay, so right, win three games and get in, and all this talk we're talking about vapor, um, Baker races. It will be vapor. Okay? Yeah. Vapor um, Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well. You might yeah. as well make him that his nickname because yeah. it'll all all the talk will be vape. Vapor and he'll get paid the contract he wants. I'm mark my words if he makes the playoffs, everybody all this on the beginning of the season, he gotta make the Super Bowl. No, if he makes the playoffs again, he's gonna if, get paid what he ba- wants. If Baker Mayfield makes the playoffs with this team, he's gonna get his contract. Yeah, because what argument would the team have against it? Now, listen, they might begrudgingly give him the contract in that we don't really think you've earned it, and then. The team's going to have a microscope on his ass. Right. Now, see, but this also should put perspective into all fans again to where at the beginning of the season, all that talk that Mm -hmm. people do about, oh, no, this guy's got to do this to get that comp. No. You know how hard it is to make the playoffs in this league consistently? Yeah. Okay. If he makes the playoffs, that's why I've been saying, if the dude makes the playoffs, he's going to get the contract. Okay, all this like, oh, he's only this. No, well, if he makes the I'll playoffs, he's like contract. This. I'll put it to you like this, and that's why I figure 
that I, I, I do hold some credence in Kevin Stefanski and everybody saying we expect Baker to play Saturday. If there's a humanly possible way for him to do it, right. he will do it. Right. Because his fucking contract is on the line here. Right. And the Browns right. wanted to be on him. That, that's the other thing that people aren't getting. If you're a team, if I'm a team, right, mm-hmm. and I got this guy that people expect a contract to be coming to, right, I'm going to do everything in my power not to have my backup playing that year. Why? I want no questions. When right. we decide not to pay him, I don't want somebody going, yeah, well, if they did it bigger. You know, the sudden says they still got a question on the bench. No, there's going to be no questions. Yeah. Okay, whether I paid this guy or not. Okay, yeah. if I pay him, he'll get them to the playoffs and he'll deserve well, the contract. I just want to quote. I just want to. If quote, I don't, I just want to quote Andrew Barry. We expect Baker to play his best football of the season yes. in the next three. That weeks. is what you okay. expect. No, and they got it right. The Browns are. I want to say this: the Browns is a front office. I think are not playing it un, not the way they should. Okay. They're do- the mouths are pretty much hushed on it, and they're like, Baker's going to get the job done. And that's what they should be, okay? Yeah. The noise is coming from media and maybe some players saying a little bit more than they should be, okay? Yeah. Okay, that's where your noise is coming from. The Browns as an organization are playing it the way they're supposed to, okay? Because they know, just like most people know, if Baker makes the playoffs, you have to pay him the money, okay? You can't let him walk, no, if he right. walks in, you make the playoffs, and then you what? You know how hard it is to get another quarterback and then get in the playoffs, dude. Right. Can it be done? How about yes, this? How can. about this? How about this? If you let Baker, let, let's let's just let's play this scenario out. So in the off season, the Browns do pursue Deshaun Watson, and they get him. He's cleared of all his legal troubles too. He's going to play, right now. The, the Browns have to trade Baker because you can't keep him. At that point, you're not keeping Baker. He's not that guy. You're not going to have two alphas in the house. Okay? So now <clears throat> you're going to go with Deshaun Watson, and Baker goes to, fuck it, the Broncos. Okay? And the Broncos go to the playoffs and make the Super Bowl, and you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Because just because you got Deshaun Watson don't mean shit, baby. Because <clears throat> <clears throat> exactly. right. It doesn't mean you're going, right? Yeah. Look, the whole Tom Brady thing, as much as people, it turned out to be what it did, and he won the Super Bowl, all right? That's like, remember when Brady went down with a knee and Matt Castle come in and looked like a Brady clone right. all year? And so there was literally talk about, well, are they just going to go with the younger guy? The younger guy? Yeah. Right. And and there was a Matt Castle derby, too, when it became clear that the Patriots weren't, weren't going to do it. And they wanted to, yeah. Now, and the guys like that. that got Castle, I can't even remember who got Castle. Right. Okay. But he didn't do shit. Right. Even that is what showed through shade on last year with Brady. Okay. Because yeah. remember, that started getting brought up again. Can Brady even take? Tampa Bay. We're expecting Brady to do what? You're expecting him to do that off of what? You yeah. spent a whole career in on New England. Yeah. All we for all we know, it's all the system. You yeah. know what I mean? Now Brady goes to a new team, wins, go. Now anybody who's seen that and expecting that type of story to be, well, we don't need a P Bay pay bigger. You can get some dude and you can do that is not normal. That, that is not normal. how it works. Like, like really okay, so for works. instance, in this coming off season, 
the Aaron Rodgers derby is going to occur. Yeah, and we All could right. be somebody right. he's looking at. But, but, but just because Aaron goes to a team doesn't put him in the Super Bowl. Guys. And I'm sorry. Right. And you know what I will also say? Everybody who thinks the Browns front office is doing it the wrong way, being like, no, Baker's going to play. We believe in Baker, blah, blah, blah. If I'm Aaron Rodgers right now and the Browns were playing it any other way, mm-hmm. yeah, the hell if you be on my list. you damn skippy. And here's the other thing, because it's the reason Rodgers wants to leave is because the Packers did exactly the opposite. Okay. So everybody who thinks it's the wrong way the Browns are doing it, that Baker shouldn't and, get. And the dude that's the dudes that's the coach in uh in Green Bay, when they trade Aaron Rodgers away and they keep Jordan Love, yeah. He won't be coach long. No. Because Jordan Love is going to have the pressure then to come in and be Michael Jordan. He's going to have to come in right away, play, be good. Now, Aaron Rodgers did that. We forget Aaron Rodgers was in that position, and he did that. Okay? Jordan Love will literally be in the position. What I want want to see happen is, here's what I want to see happen with Aaron Rodgers. I want him to trade him to the Jets. And then the next year, because he's only going to sign a one-year deal, then the next year I want him to sign with the Vikings. I mean, just do the do the whole fart thing. Do the whole fart. Do the whole fart thing. I did it better. I did it better. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I'm just looking at everything that's happened. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers will come to the Browns. But what I am saying is I am proud for once this is this is what's ironic most times we're looking at the browns in in the past and we were like the front office is you guys want to know why we lost the game let me give you because before and before we get out of here because the numbers that matter okay yeah tell the story of this game the browns had 13 first downs the raiders had 20 ridiculous okay the the Raiders were forty six point two percent efficient on third down, and we were only forty. They were talking about that the whole game. We were only forty two point nine. So you think about this now. That's already two of the milestones. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Goal to goal efficiency. We were one for one, but we only got there one time. Right. Red zone efficiency two for two. Right. Two for two. It didn't matter. Because guess what? While we won those two stats, <clears throat> we lost the most important one. And that's time of possession. 33 minutes and 24 seconds to the Raiders. 26-36 to the Browns. Three out of five milestones missed. You lose that game. Period. And I, and I still say... They did it. They lost by two points with 18 people out. Not right. bad. No, that no. Listen, that is the problem in Cleveland. I will say this. Okay, no, no, that's no. There is never you can't people. you can't say not bad about a loss. When you say not bad about a loss, what you're doing is accepting losing and giving yourself a mitigating reason doesn't make accepting loss 
And I'll tell you better this, for a football the Browns were going to come even close to sniffing a win on that game. Uh, that's absolutely not true. Most, A lot of people were predicting a Browns win. Why? Because of the defense and the running game. And had the Browns came out there and played their defense, I actually because we already had demonstrated in yeah. the fourth quarter, if they hadn't uncharacteristically blitzed, they could have probably stopped that game-winning drive, okay? But had they played their defense and run the ball as they should, you wouldn't be talking about a loss. I think if they hadn't blitzed every three times in a row they did and just played coverage, I think they would have held longer and we might have came out on the win. That's, I mean, that's a hard... It's hard to say that, but, I mean... With Joe Woods, it's not about... Yeah, he doesn't blitz enough. But you got to blitz at the right time. Right times. Yeah, and that was just, it just wasn't right. I mean, you just gave yeah. them. But not only that, and I'll <clears throat> just be serious and honest with you. And when you take the teams that blitz a lot, they do it to cover up for a very suspect secondary and right. fucking hope and pray. Right. Okay. And now I will agree our secondary was suspect, but they had just had a down where they basically forced them to but, put but look, but wait, with the game on the line, let's let's look at it. Let's look at a team that blitzes 70% of the time. The Baltimore Ravens, Wayne Martindale, right? Right. <coughs> when the game's on the line, they play coverage. They play coverage. Yes, sir. They they rush for and cover your ass man to man. Yes, sir. That's but that's what I'm saying. I just didn't understand the three blitzes in that situation, especially after one got called back. So you basically got a gimme, right? And it's like, okay, cover those guys, win the game, guys. So you put it in their mm-hmm. hands, like cover and win. Listen, nope. I, I, nope. I will, I will guarantee you that in the final analysis, and as we look at it. The Browns may or may not make the playoffs this year. As a Browns fan, don't be don't be willing to write the team off. As a Browns front office, don't be willing to write the coach or the team off. And here's why. One, this was statistically to be expected. It was almost a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're going to regress this year. They're not going to be as good this year as they were last year because last year was an anomaly. Okay? They were better than they should have been. They were ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a, a rookie head coach. And what you are doing now is seeing the struggles of a second-year right. head coach. Important okay. to note in any type of development of anything, right? Mm-hmm. If you have yeah. what you see as a peak, you're looking at what the low is going to be. Because something drops. They got a word for it. It's called sophomore slump. Sophomore slump. I can't right. tell it, folks. Yeah. Right. So what we are seeing now and what we should be interested in is how bad will it get before the Browns pick up and become what they were again? Okay. That's what you're looking. That's what, that's the reality of it. They've also lost the culture that they tried to do. Oh, I don't think they totally lost it. I I don't, I mean, I don't think they lost it, but it ain't what it was in 2020 for sure. It wasn't, but right now what the Browns are, these last three games are them going to be, you're expecting them to return to four. Yeah. But, Here's the other thing, too. They, they've talked culture a lot in Cleveland, okay? and But it's easy to talk culture when things are going good. Right. Okay? Yeah. But that's how you weed your guys out and you get your culture guys. That's one of the reasons why Odell Beckham Jr. is not in Cleveland anymore. Right. Okay? 
But I also want to point out one more time because I'm going to keep putting. And maybe kudos. that's why Richard Higgins ain't on the field. Right. I'm going to keep putting kudos okay. on this. While we're talking about culture, okay, and what's happening mm-hmm. with the teams, I am still impressed with how the front office is behaving. Oh. Because they have not. In Brown's past, we would be talking about how the front office is mucking it up. Yeah. Okay. They have been the one constant from the two seasons. The front office has remained the same. So that's why I'm saying after this season, if anybody thinks there won't be changes or something won't happen to say to try to put stability to this, oh, it will. They just understand doing those things during the season. It's not, it's just not how you build a proper team and something that's going to be stable. Okay, everybody expecting all these things to happen midseason. That's when you're showing there's okay, something in Let me ask you guys something. Because here's another distinct possibility, because you guys didn't watch the game last night, but I did. And there were any number of plays on the sideline where you could see Kyle Shanahan looking. And he hates Jimmy Garoppolo. He doesn't want him. He wants to play Trey Lance. Okay. Right. And without Jimmy Garoppolo in town, he'll be able to do that. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to move this offseason. Bottom line, right now, you can't argue that the Browns have got to look at all their options. Okay? If, if Garoppolo's out there, See, May- Mayfield can't afford to shit no bricks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he something. He can't afford to shit no, no bricks right now. He cannot. Okay. But I will actually say this as well. Mullins is young. Before the Browns go great, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Before I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo <clears throat> out there. Right. When well, he's absolutely. been a career go well, somewhere remember, and fuck up. Remember, okay. in 2018, Mullins got his first look. Right. Because Garoppolo was down. Right. All right. He comes in on a Thursday night. And the only thing he did different, he played the same kind of efficiency, almost the same stats. But he won that game. He won that Okay. Yeah. And he could see him praying. He was like, oh, he did everything right. He was the one guy on the field that pretty much did everything he was That asked. improvised touchdown to the tight end was wonderful. Yeah. And not only that, he got one called back because in joking, then he went yeah. right back. Bam. He got it again. He got right. it again. You know what? If the shit hit the fan and Baker was out and all of what we were hoping for him was like gone and he just does better with another team, that that second stringer on the Ravens, I wouldn't mind taking a look at. Huh? No, he's, he's not no but either. the problem is, is it's an entire see, I entirely totally, different offense. I to, I totally disagree with getting quarterbacks that aren't similar in capability because all you do is breed controversy, right? Okay, he is very similar in play to <clears throat> Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and that's why it, the Huntley slowly. is Lamar Jackson's backup because he might as well be Lamar Jackson. Right, it's just not quite as good. All right, right. Boy, he looked good. I yeah, tell you. but he's running in an offense that plays. He's running in an offense that's divine, designed to his. Talent. I want everybody to notice one thing from from the game last night. Anybody who watched it, Mullins yeah. played. Okay. A game where he did everything he was asked to, right? And he was very safe with the ball. What was the knock on Baker at the beginning of the season here? Because mm-hmm. he's oh, he not getting the yards, but Baker wasn't throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. Remember, Baker, no. for a while until recently when we seen, seen him start forcing See, more, but that's right? that's the thing. We praise a guy for doing that coming off the bench. Right. 
we but, fault him. Okay, I want to, but let me pose the rest of what I'm saying though. What Mullins might have just showed us is that's what our offense is asking the quarterback to do, though. Right. So it's not Baker's fault, just like everybody's been saying. He's doing Hold what on. he's asked but to I, do. I started the podcast out telling you this. It wasn't Baker, and it ain't Stefanski, because you got the same fucking results with a different play caller and a different right. quarterback. You just saw Mullins literally go out and throw a game where every ball was <coughs> pretty much Listen, exactly where it should <coughs> be. What I want to hear journalists in Cleveland do instead of asking obtuse questions about personnel let's start asking some questions about philosophy and play calling and why in the hell are we letting analytics get in the way of winning yeah why where and where does the coach have the autonomy to override what analytics says. Because what I've been saying the whole season. Right. No, what you're saying is right. Okay. Because what I've been seeing the whole season, if you look on paper, Baker is not bad. And people are sitting here saying, Baker is all you have. I mean, the numbers don't really dictate that though. You know, he's just, his touchdowns aren't high. And where the way I see us, the way we play our offense, it's not allowing the touchdowns to be, have a chance to be high. Okay, you throw Mm -hmm. Mullins out there. We run the same kind of offense. He basically puts the ball everywhere it needs to be and just how it is. And the touchdowns aren't high. We're not running an offense that the Mm -hmm. touchdowns will be high. People are expecting something to happen from magic. And it's not. Well, wait a minute. What we're doing. We did start the season scoring 35 fucking points against the Chiefs. Yeah, but we had a bunch of running touchdowns, too. I understand that. I'm telling you. The first three games we played and the way we did in 2020. After well, everybody got in, yeah, and Baker got in. So what are you gone. saying? We shot our load. We shot we, our load. No, we, we shot, shot our, our load or we succumbed to what. That we had, we went, listen, it was adversity with injury. No, no I don't believe that. And everybody no. else. But I'm saying, after those first three games, where everybody healthy, playing like they did in 2020, that shit went downhill. No, after you want to know what I believe? I do not believe it's adversity with injuries. I think the coaching staff succumbed to the media. Okay? They started questioning themselves. Is our passing game good enough? They pulled away from the run, and we changed our philosophy from what we should be See, doing. You know how they always say the players got to block out the outside noise? But our right. coaches don't, our coaching staff doesn't appear to be doing Apparently that. not. <laughs> right. All, the media was all like, well, Baker's numbers, but he's not throwing touchdowns. So now we're right. like, well, we got to get Baker throwing some touchdowns. So people ain't asking questions why Baker's not throwing touchdowns. And it has killed our offense. We're not running the ball when we should be, running it the way we should be. And I like okay. the way Baker Mayfield explained it after the last win. Remember the lackluster win? Yeah. Okay, right. two-point right. win against the Ravens. Hey, at the end of the day, what matters is what's on the scoreboard. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. At the end of the fucking day, the scoreboard, them's the only numbers that matter. You can talk what you want to about quarterback ratings and everything else, but let me, let me tell you this. It's a double-edged sword because you can say that. What matters is what's on the scoreboard. Yeah, and half the time you guys are on the good side of that. Mm-hmm. The other half of the time you're sucking, and they got a better. They got to do better than winning half the time. Look, I heard somebody say right. something. There was a controversy. One of those. Uh, it was a 
well, it was one of the night games, Thursday or Monday night, right? The the Rams were playing somebody. I can't remember which game it was. It was a really ugly game though because they uh, both kept going on fourth down. Was it the Ravens? They played. No, somebody? I don't it think it was the Ravens. Ravens. It was, I but I remember the game. Yeah. So they're both all going for it on the fourth down, and there's controversy being thrown about. It's like that was an ugly game that nobody was scoring on the all these fourth downs. Both teams weren't scoring. Then somebody mm-hmm. brought up the Rams, but he's the, the guy. The guy commentated. He's like, but the Rams, I give a pass. Why? That's how they've played the whole season. They wouldn't even be have the record yeah. they have right now if it wasn't for them doing it. Well, okay. and in the case, but in the case, and it might have been the Ravens. And if it was the Ravens, the case would have been simple. Their kicker was injured. Right. Okay. So, so what I'm saying though is I'm like, but that's more so to the point to what we're saying yeah. right here. If that's the way you play, screw if somebody has a problem with how you lost with it or you won with it or you barely won or whatever. You play that okay. way because that's and, how you play. That's, that's exactly so. So the point is simply this. There's absolutely nobody in their imagination who would define the Browns based on personnel on roster as a pass first team. Right. All right. You got to pick your sword and live and die with it. The problem is Cleveland won't pull one sword all out of the scabbard. They want to pull. They, we want to be a dual wielder, right? And we can't yeah. even pick what we're dual wielding with. Even that, okay? We're just like yeah. we got weapons yeah. all over the place. <clears throat> we're a bow one game, and we want to yeah pull out the great sword the next game. I got a mace today, today man. Now we yeah. got a mace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need to pull whatever it is out and just hammer that mess. Exactly. Do what you do and do it well. Right. Right. Do what you do. Jack, you know what they say about Jack of all trades? Master, They're awesome. Master of none. Master of none, though. And usually master of none don't get anywhere. They don't win championships. They don't win championships. <laughs> yeah, it gets it. looked at exactly what it is. Man, you're amazing. You are amazing. All right, dudes. We're going to go on and, uh, and, okay, final thoughts, guys. I don't want to rob you of your ability to say one thing that you were wanting to say and didn't get to say because Paul ended the show. Uh, so, Hugh, you first. Anything? Browns win by a touchdown. Okay. That's cool. I don't know if that's a jinx or not, though. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I'm so hopeful. I'll hope it's not. And, 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 and by the way, if they lose... I'm going to say it was. I'm not on all different kind of woods. I know, yeah. right? For Micah, too. Yeah. Okay. You, Jeff, anything? Um, the Cavs are awesome. But all right. I've been watching the Cavs. The Cavs <laughs> also lost the game because of COVID. They had the longest, if I'm correct yeah. on this stat, they had the longest winning streak in the league so far this year. Yeah. They, they just had. Okay. And it was stopped. It was stopped because of COVID. Yep. Had three starters. Did you watch that game? It was ugly. We couldn't defend any. Look, there was one play where the announcers even had to say they were like, because nobody guarded the rim and the guy just like went to the hole for a layup. They were like, well, usually there's a guy that's there. There's none of them in the game tonight. I saw, hold on. Stephen Colbert, I think it was, was doing, they did a bit on, you know, COVID substitutions for the Bulls. They're like, so they just, most of the team is out with COVID, but due to a, a, a ad hoc draft that they just conducted, yeah. we're now ready to announce the, the, the Bulls' starting lineup for tonight. And starting at forward, 
this guy from the stands. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I think they had that guard. They had this, this Roomba right here. Yeah, this Roomba right here. This but I mean, it was just Roomba. funny because it happened and the announcers didn't even know what to say because it looked so bad, right? Because yeah. everybody on the team, just the shifting and switching they did, yeah. you could tell it was like, yeah, we're not used to this. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. not used yeah. to this. It's like the yeah, team wasn't built for this. Us, there's usually a guy. There. There's usually it's a guy that fills that spot because somebody turned around and they were like with their hands in there. It's like, where's my help? And it was like, oh yeah, the rotation. Yeah, these guys aren't used to rotating that way because that guy's used. They're usually not playing that. And it's but it's understandable because it's like you know, like, yeah, we got to adapt to this. Yeah, we got no big men. Yeah. And then the Cavs are predicated on big men this year. Yeah, they're a big man team, and like you yeah. got everybody out for COVID, so they basically lost their their longest winning streak in the league. Well, I, I don't have predictions. <clears throat> I I can't predict the Browns are going to win. I I honestly, um, and I don't want to sound pessimistic, but just from an objective standpoint, I wouldn't put no money on it. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hey, I, the odds are probably great though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the odds no, are better that you're going to be giving that money away and you'll never see the return. So don't worry about it, okay? Yeah. Don't put no money on it, I'm telling you guys. But it is possible that if the Browns come out and pitch a game like they're capable of, if they commit to the run, if they have their starting quarterback, even if they don't, if that quarterback plays within himself, if they go for the – listen, you're going to get <coughs> – Excuse me. Shots down the field in a play action game if you're committed to your run. Mm -hmm. Right. But trying to manufacture shots down the field from play action when you haven't committed to your run is folly. Mm -hmm. Having said that, let's do this, boys. Let's get out of here and get ready for Christmas. So on a Christmas Eve, I'm going to call Kevin. We're on our way out. So. You know, it's been a long season thus far, right? Mm-hmm. And it yep. ain't necessarily getting any shorter. This may be the longest three weeks any Browns fan lives through watching their team. But sure as the sun rises tomorrow at 3.30 in the afternoon, you'll be watching them play in Green Bay. For good or for bad, it's going to happen. So everybody keep your fingers crossed, knock on wood, and say... Uh, you know, none, none of that, uh, you know, jinx. Don't be saying the same thing at the same time as somebody else and not say jinx. jinx. You know, okay, you get it get it out of the way because you don't want to fuck up the game. Well, what if you say jinx at the same time as somebody and you have to keep saying jinx? That, yeah. You have to keep saying jinx. Yeah, that's it. Saying jinx forever. That's it. <laughs> well, that'll keep you occupied. You can't fuck the game up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. So, in the meantime, the in-between time, until it's that time, this is Paul, Jeff, and Hugh for TBF, a Browns fans podcast, saying, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.